0: Uh, Hello and welcome to the 250, the podcast where it's another year of this time in our lives. I'm Douglas, and with me as always is my co-host,
1: Jonathan. How are you, Jonathan? Oh, okay. So normally, like, I do the fun bit of, like, (laughs) doing a cold open without, like, informing you. But you went directly from the Swedish chef into the opening and that really (laughs) fucking threw me off my game. I'm doing good, Douglas. Thank you. Thank you for that. the
0: coldest of opens, but don't worry, the Swedish chef will heat it up for you. If this is your first time tuning into the 250, what the fuck are you doing? You're tuning into the wrong episode. Uh, But we've taken a snapshot of IMDb's top 250 films of all time as of January 2020, and we've begun watching them from number 250 through to number one. In this podcast, we discuss our opinions, thoughts, and reactions to the movies within. Today, we celebrate the three-year anniversary of the 250 and reflect back on a year of film. Uh, I don't have anything to say. Um, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, You're I'm like, I, I saw it. you, like, every instinct in your being was like, it's my time to say and, words and now, now. And, and just, now I
1: say things, no. The
0: teleprompter's empty, baby. There's nothing. That's it. There's no director, no writer, no nothing. Uh, What we can say, though, is all the films that we're about to talk about, we have seen before and we've done an episode on them. So we're probably going to give very brief outline thoughts on the films that we talk about here but if you'd like more uh succinct <laughs> uh time relevant uh thoughts on these films go back into our catalog and give them a listen well isn't this the succinct time sensitive thoughts on well yeah but like we uh, some of the films that i have selected we watched like a while ago
1: so yeah this is how you yeah but the episodes are an hour douglas and we're gonna be talking about each move for like five minutes at most
0: yeah, but we we're talking about the film then, uh, and we watched it like within at least a one and a half week time span of the I time that we're talking about. I you know what succinct
1: means, Douglas.
0: Succinct is like brief. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're talking about it in a succinct matter here, but if you want it in a more Broaden le- sense. Than Do you want
1: it in a less succinct
0: <laughs> yeah, manner? Yeah, an antonym of succinct. Uh, you can go. I list of the episode. That's what I'm trying to say. Does that does that make sense? Does that come across clearly? Hey, you Fuck. motherfucker! I've got the amount of clips that I listened through just before in preparation for this episode of you fart assing your dumbass tongue going. Yeah, I just. I'm allowed. Just, I'm allowed incorrect uses of the Queen's English. <laughs>
1: I, I fuck words up, and Douglas says the complete wrong word. It's a, they're distinctly
0: different <laughs> errors. Look, just, I'm, I'm I'm trying to expand my vocabulary, all right? I'm doing some reading. Um, I'm doing my best, okay? Congrats. Well, anyway, what are we doing here, Jonathan? What are we doing oh, on Douglas, this well, anniversary had, been, episode?
1: Oh, my God, we've been doing so many movies. Douglas, let's talk about some movies. Let's talk about... This is this is the, the fun, exciting... Uh, we at the Two Five O give ourselves a break and spend yeah. about ten minutes preparing for an episode we instead get one of one week two off hours.
2: every year. <laughs> <laughs> <put> it right
1: <laughs> back into it, uh, we're going to go through our top three and bottom three films of the year, and have a little brief chitty chat, which could, depending on how they line up, be quite a lot of things. But I don't think it is. In fact, I want to dive into it. How solid are you on your bottom three, Douglas? Because I Very solid. Extremely solid. Rock solid. Extremely solid. Because I actually only... I only have two books. Books? Spoiler. I only have two films.
0: (laughs) Interesting. I only
1: have two films that I unequivocally hated. And there were films that I disliked. Or not even that. Films that didn't grab me, but weren't, like, bad films. That's okay. my, That's my uh, <laughs> third worst. This is always bad. Right. It always makes sense. The top three always, like, makes, like, logical sense. The bottom three. The third worst film. I'm not even sure I want to talk about it. I mean, you know, I got two, right? I've got okay. two actual films I didn't like and then two more films that were like light light bottom threes, right? Shared light bottom threes and the reason Honorable
0: unmentioned. <laughs> honor,
1: honor, honorable unmentionables. I had <laughs> I, I think if I was really pressured. In fact, I guess I guess I guess I am being really pressured. I've got we got to be very professional, Douglas. Like I think that my third worst film for the year was V for Vendetta. Wow, I,
0: okay. I, Fair just
1: be- just because it didn't grab me that much, but it seems it hmm. seems mean to a film that was still made in good faith and had a lot of effort behind it and had Natalie Portman in it <laughs> so <laughs> like. It feels yeah it feels it feels mean to talk about that as my bottom three. So That's with, that's
0: with any of these films. Like there are there behind any film there's going to be a crew of people who are very passionate about putting out the story and telling the story of whatever it is that they're trying to tell. So no matter what you're going to be spitting in the faces of those people, Jonathan. Can you handle that?
1: I'm spitting I'm spitting. I already spat. <laughs> the the he spit
0: spot's pattern.
1: The line has been drawn. I mm-hmm. am spitting. Um, yeah. Do we want to talk about that? I guess I don't have heaps to really say about it, except that it just mm. felt a bit early two thousand superhero movie, which is sort yeah, of. Yeah, I think they're all a bit. You... They're all a bit funny.
0: Yeah, when you think about the the legacy that like V for Vendetta kind of has amongst a lot of people where they're (laughs) like, oh, oh, it's sick. It's like, fuck the government and everything, right, man? Like, oh, it's so good. And Hugo Weaving and he does the V monologue and Natalie Portman's in it and she's like the best. Like, it just, I had a lot of that in my youth, especially growing up that like V for Vendetta is a fucking sick film and it's lauded and it's amazing. I think when you get a bit more perspective, both political and Life experience underneath your belt, it doesn't quite hit like as hard as the 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 people in your youth were saying that it hit. You know, like it doesn't quite reach those marks. Not to say that it's yeah god awful or anything. I think I gave it a three. I'm pretty sure on Letterbox. More on Letterbox later on in the podcast. But, yeah, it's just completely inoffensive, I think. You know what? I'm like, the time that it was around, it did the thing, and that's fine. It's got a bunch of Australians in it as well, which is also pretty that cool. That is true.
1: Yeah. It's it's definitely getting harder as we're going through the list to find films that we distinctly disliked. Like, I remember the first anniversary episode, we had plenty to choose from. We had, like, oh, yeah. six movies yeah, yeah. that were just like, these all fucking sucked. I got to choose three of these six terrible movies. What a job. Whereas this time it was like... Because my other honourable honourable bad honorable unmentioned was The Seventh Seal. And that's just because I don't find my Bergman <laughs> engaging.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, me rating The Seventh Seal fucking five stars. <laughs> yeah. Um... That's very interesting, though, because I thought that was one of Ingmar's most palatable films in comparison to, like, Persona <laughs> yeah, and Wild Strawberries.
1: It, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's his most palatable <laughs> film. Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> That's a statement in and of itself.
1: Exactly.
0: Man, your hatred for Ingmar knows no I bounds.
1: Just, I just... The motherfucker just needs... He's... By, <laughs> by people liking therapy. his work, he's made me... He's forced me to watch his miserable movies. I'm being forced <laughs> against my will.
0: <laughs> But don't you feel enlightened Santa. in Knowing that there are no. other people Experiencing the human condition no. In like a similar kind of way That you are No okay that's fine
1: No people who are Experiencing the human condition In the way that I am Are not watching Ingmar Bergman films They're hanging but out But
0: the seven The seven seals Are all about like It's 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 not about like Beating death It's like just being like Okay we just live in the moment And like the more time You think about like Fuck I'm gonna die The more you're not Living in the right now And like that's kind of I get hopeful, what the message nice. is But it's nice I don't
1: I don't care. <laughs> what was your What was your third worst, Douglas?
0: <laughs> uh, my third worst film of 2022 from the IMDb Top 250 Films of All Time list was... Uh, incredibly references. recent. Batman Begins.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. So we know... All right. I think our two worst are going to be... Going
0: civil- <laughs> to be pretty similar? Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. I think... They, um, they tend
0: to be. They tend to be.
1: I think Batman Begins is probably probably my fifth worst then fifth or sixth Mm. in that Mm. list it's just nudges way out i found i found enough of it fun until batman shows up
0: (laughs) exactly yeah that's the whole thing it's such a it's the first act is so engaging and it's great because it's it's bruce doing bruce things and establishing the character of like what he wants to be as batman but then as soon as he becomes batman it just it loses so much of that pace and that intrigue and that excitement of building the symbol and everything and mm. there's just a bunch of stuff where i'm like oh man that could have been so much better i think but it's uh, the batman begins is you, you it kind of needed to exist in order for the dark knight to exist you know i i say mm. that in the episode as well it walks sorry it crawls so dark knight can run it limps yeah so yeah. the dark knight can run yeah limps and, and I mean, scrapes its way w- across the finish line. And if you love this w- film, fucking go for it. If you like any of these films, by all means, like fucking, this is in- entirely subjective. We should be saying that.
1: But I'm not sure about my worst. I think I will. I think the re- I think my second worst, I, c- I think we could still be friends. I think if you really like my worst top number one worst film of the year i think i will think
0: there's going to be a debate. Very,
1: yeah, yeah yeah, no i'll be like we can maybe have a a, a social <laughs> drink together but i don't think we can ever really have fun together
0: i don't want to hang out with you yet. i think okay. it
1: says yeah. too much about you um
0: mm, interesting
1: yeah yeah that's fair enough god um
0: wetting my appetite
1: uh, all these early superhero films are they're all a bit funny. They were really still working shit They're just toying with out. the genre.
0: Yeah, exactly. And they're just trying to figure out what sticks and what doesn't. With, mm. like, keeping things gritty and grounded and realistic and all that jazz. And then, yeah, without it coming off too hard, like, too far in one direction. Yeah, DC has always kind of struggled with that, though. Any yeah. DC property has always kind of struggled with keeping it grounded and realistic while not going too far through that direction and making everyone just go, oh, well okay yeah i did state in my letterbox interview as well that i preface any opinions that i have about nolan's batman trilogy with the fact that i've watched matt reeves's the batman 2022 six times this year so to say that it is my favorite interpretation of the pointy-eared bat to the screen uh ever is an understatement so it's it's just good to filter my opinions through that i think (laughs)
1: Um, fair enough well do you want to jump up to the top three then
0: yeah we do, do our third th- third, third, best, third best third best film
1: my Go third ahead. favorite film i have a huge honorable mentions list by the way
0: oh yeah um, me too actually we should do that first right uh i guess so yeah or we okay. could do it before number one up to you
1: no no no. you got to do it before the number one because because it could spoil what some of it could give you ideas mm, for oh, true
0: true true true, true 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 yep yeah. good move good move
1: I think my third favorite film of the year
0: was *Marriage Story*. I oh liked, yay! I liked oh, Story, that a lot. makes me really happy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tell you, me about it. Tell me why you liked it. I, I adore this film. So, I, yeah, yeah, I. I. I'd rather oh, hear why you enjoyed it.
1: It's a super, super solid character drama that like felt really real and played uh, sort of everything felt sort of logical in the illogical way that people were acting like it it was a very tight script and a really great job of the the acting from the two co-stars um Scar and and Adam Driver didn't look at my watch for the whole thing had Mm. a lot of fun um yeah yeah I I really expected to hate it I really expected to be miserable and depressing and I've heard some people say that they do find it miserable and depressing um but I really uh yeah I really didn't minded at all i i, thought I it think was, that, um... i think
0: that there's hope in marriage yeah. story and i think it's a it's a it's a lesson in noah baumbach is so interested in human relations and just like how humans interact and mm. b- clash with one another more often than not and i would say marriage story is almost like the antonym to before sunrise it's yeah where before sunrise is about two people colliding and the kind of the blissful interaction of that, and then no matter how much time you spend apart from that person, you will always collide back into one another and find that spark. Marriage story is about where two people do collide and have that spark, but then what happens when that spark turns into a bonfire? I think mm. is a really interesting way to approach it. And also, it's got Laura Dern. Laura Dern. We love Laura. Dern. Yeah, we do love her. She's we sick. Are. She's We're so a big fan good. Of Laura Dern. Um, and Julie I, Haggerty. Julie Haggerty is also really good in it too.
1: Yeah, the supporting cast in this is excellent as mm. well. They they really bring mm. in some big names. I missed mm. the before films, man. Was the last one before Midnight? Is that what it was called?
0: Yeah. Yep. Uh. Yeah. The last one in the trilogy. It's we the Sun, San, should we sunrise. should put it on the snubs to just you know like just to cap out, the trilogy yeah. off. Mm.
1: Yeah. Just for our own. Yeah. Opinions. So we can
0: say we've we've got it. I wonder, I wonder it's how long will he do one? another one? Yeah. yeah. Ethan because, Ork's still kicking, he's still doing shit, so.
1: Um, because how long was... Before, before Midnight. Before Midnight was fairly recently in the grand scheme. It was. Like it, was.
0: it was in the 2010s, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 2013, so we are well due. Oh. Richard Linklater, I'm looking at my watch, bitch. Where's my before film? <laughs> is, it, is it every 10 years? <laughs> is it every 10? Or 8 or before 9 Before Sunrise 11, was 1995. Is I think it's every 8. And tap that damn watch. Before yeah, Sunrise... Ethan.
1: Ethan Hawke is still going crazy. Sure, People nine like years. That nine country. years. Yeah. Okay. We're due.
0: Yep. We're due. Link later. Come on, baby. <laughs> I could be working on one. Um, it will be. It will be its 10 year anniversary before midnight uh, as yeah. we head into this next year. So, if he like just surprise drops out of nowhere like another Before film, I'll be very happy. But we also don't know how Before Midnight turns out. I guess so. Maybe a. Yeah. Maybe it is a nice, you know, neat little bow on this story and he feels like he doesn't have any more to to say there. Who knows?
1: Hmm. What was your f- third best film of the year?
0: My third best film of the year was There Will Be Blood. Uh, nice. Paul Thomas Anderson, PTA, and DDL, um, it, and Paul Dano. Uh, I think watching this film made me realise why Paul Dano got cast as the Riddler. <laughs> no, <laughs> he yeah. is just so fucking talented at being the crazy guy. Like, well, not necessarily the crazy guy, just, like, there's, yeah. there's so much circumstance. No, 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 the crazy guy. <laughs> there's so much circumstance and subtext to all of Paul Dano's characters that, like, he loves tackling that shit and, and going for those... The people at the outskirts of society, more often than not. Or, in the case of There Will Be Blood, someone in a position of power who probably should not be in a position of power and in a position to be able to uh, kind of bend the ear of people and things like that and just the power struggle of there will be blood is just incomparable uh yeah. and DDl's eye acting is amazing i love how he uses his eyes tight screenplay compositions so incredibly unique could have been so meat and potatoes country soundtrack but instead it it like it gets really funky with it and it goes it's like i would i would almost wait like thriller kind of is the energy that i get from the compositions of uh johnny greenwood uh is the composer for there will be blood and also did a bunch of other stuff for pta yeah it's uh, Radiohead, so like it Tracks, you know, like oh. I he's the lead guitarist for Radiohead. I love Radiohead I stuff anyway, so which probably makes me very vanilla and basic. Mm. But I admit to that. I've got I've got my what is it? Kid A uh, Kid Amnesia vinyl. I don't give a shit.
1: <laughs> what a dog. Yeah. Did you have anything to say about There Will Be Blood? Yeah, I I liked it as well. It was in my honourable mentions. Um quite an intense film. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, very flawed. The third act is in not, particular.
1: This was not a good reason for me to dislike the film, but the the, the extended tinnitus thing really just just shit me off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's like because you got tinnitus, I guess. Yeah, right? so that's not like the that... movie's.
1: That's not the movie's fault. That's that's. I mean, it's not my fault, but it's not the movie's fault.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just like yeah. it this.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, what yeah. happens
0: when when if when a piece of media has tinnitus in it and it plays whatever? It just makes
1: you aware because normally when you have it, it's just in the background and you're sort of not listening to it. You're not focused
0: Uh, on it, yeah. And if it's the same
1: tone, that'll make you aware of of your own Oh, It's cool. Or like
0: if it's close to that frequency, does it fuck with you? I
1: think the high pitch frequency is like within like a really tight range for a lot of people. Yeah, I remember. I remember the one in the movie being basically dead on. Um, Wow, it's weird. Spooky. It's not nice. Yeah, <laughs> but mm. it's a fun movie, and um, yes. the, like I, 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 feel, I feel like it's almost like the low hanging fruit. But the the clo- the whole closing scene of that film is excellent, and yeah, um, the just the acting, alley.
0: man. I'm just such a sucker for the ac- fucking acting. Yeah, yeah. It it's it's acting. so masterful. Um, and cinematography is pitch perfect as well. So we'll mm. definitely we'll definitely be revisiting. There will be blood at some point in hmm. my future
1: film viewing. Um cool. Well then we can get to our second worst film of the year, Douglas. Mm. This will be um
2: This will be I'm th- wondering
1: <laughs> I'm wondering what order you've got. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's yeah yeah. It happens every year.
1: Hmm. I think you I can had, I think you'll be up in to tell. I had Green Book as my second worst of the year. Okay. Did you have Warrior Douglas?
0: No. You- <gasps> oh no. I, did, I, I, Warrior Warrior would be one of my unhonorable mentions. Really? Um, oh, okay. Yeah. We, okay. It's not even in the film. I three. fucking
1: hated that movie. That
0: was a strong Yeah, top. I hated it too, but not as much as I hated another film. Ooh. So wait, what was Yeah. Is is that Green Book or is it? No I'm- no no no. Talk about let's talk about Green Book very quickly. Okay, let's, let's talk, talk about, about
1: Green Book. Green Book, um
0: Fuck this movie! <laughs> <laughs> I think I think um uh, it's just Mahershala you know, Ali, that's it He's the best it, only yeah, The only reason it, you should it, come it, to Green Book is for Herschel Ali
1: Yeah Yeah I think maybe actually having a second worst is maybe a bit unfair I There's good stuff about it I don't think it's all these like I don't think race bait is the right term But mm. The films about racism for white people Movies like we've had We've had a it's annoying. I look back at our Help episode. I'm pretty sure I brought this up last year as well. I remember being fairly positive about the Help and then coming back to it and being like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. And, um, hmm. you know, the Help the help is in that in that universe, in that neighbourhood of um, race Let's films. It's white people for feel white people. better about
0: themselves. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And this is the same thing. And it's... That's the thing. It is better than the Help and it is better than Gran Torino, which are both in that sort of... Weird, fucked-up genre. Um, yeah, great performance from Herschel Ali. Yeah. Uh, it was just handled terribly. Like, like this is what yeah. I meant, where I was like, V for Vendetta and the Seventh Seal are films that I didn't like, but they weren't, like, made from, like, a bad place, you know? They weren't, like, creatively bankrupt or, like, you know, sort of, like, baiting out a particular audience. Like, those two films were still made genuinely. I just didn't love them. Whereas Green Book was just like, this was like, and it was probably also someone trying to tell the story of a really cool dude who dealt with a lot of shit. And that's the other benefit this film has over the help and Gran Torino was it's. Based on the real story, I wish they'd...
0: It just shouldn't have gone to Peter Ferelli. If you were, no. if you wanted to tell this story and you wanted to tell it authentically, it just shouldn't have gone to Peter forelli It shouldn't have gone to the same director behind fucking Dumb and Dumber, There's Something About Mary, and Me, Myself, and Irene. Those are all comedy films, and you don't get someone who has a basis in comedy to direct what, you know, like, it's a dramedy, sure, if you can even call it that. It just it, it shouldn't. No, you, you don't get Peter Farrelly to do this. You need someone else. I don't know who. I wouldn't know who to pick to tackle this particular story. But it's not his story to tell.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah. Especially exactly. when you
0: delve into the fucking weeds and you realize how little the Shirley family were actually consulted Involved, in the portrayal yeah. of Don and everything else in between. It's yeah. No, this film is disgusting, and it's just Mahershala Ali is the best. It's just—it's a shame. I mean, there's a problem. It is like pretty entertaining, but production just, design is great. I'll say that.
1: It's just really hard to stomach it, knowing what was going on. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what was your bottom two? Second, a worst. beautiful mind. <laughs> Yeah, I got I got some a beautiful mind chat, and we can maybe stick that in before our firsts. Actually, okay, um, okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Beautiful it's just mind really male gazy.
0: It's just very it, everything it about it is just very. And everyone talking about how hot Russell Crowe is in it. He's really not. He's not as hot as you guys <laughs> think he is. He's just yeah. <laughs> yeah, and. The letterbox summary spoiled it for me, which kind of sucked. Um, so don't mm. go look at this one on letterbox if you're looking to go and really dry. I, yeah, I just, as far, I, I really like Ron Howard stuff. I like a lot of stuff that Ron Howard does, but I just don't quite get what he was going for here, to be mm. honest. It just yeah. very male-gazy, inco- like inco- not necessarily incoherent, but, incohesive is that a word yeah tedious overlong cumulus self-important fucking 2000s wave of biopics you know what i mean like it just it just feels like that it's just such Mm. a bore Mm. and it never once finds a place to be entertaining so i remember i gave it a two and a half and i actually bumped it down to one and a half so the the more i thought on it
1: so I, what did yeah. I end up giving it? Um, I think I may have given it more like a three. I do feel like you really disliked it, and I just it just wasn't my favorite, if I recall. I don't correctly. think you even rated it. I may not have. Because uh,
0: you've been doing that recently.
1: I've been uh, like last. Oh no, you movies, gave it. I've been three and movies. a half. Three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. Maybe it should be a three. Anyway. Yeah, that's, just that's fair. Just average. Didn't, yeah, I did not see that coming, but I also, like, I don't think it put, like, a negative enough effect on me. I think I still found mm. the film... I found the film fun, even though it was... Or, or not fun, but I was just, you know, I was, I was into it while it was happening, despite... Jennifer it.
0: Connelly is great. It's the same thing as Green Book mm. for me. It's Jennifer Connelly is the saving grace.
1: Yeah. Oh. Um...
0: Cool. What hmm. we
1: should talk about hmm. it now? I watched. Uh, I just watched yesterday a film called Pie, and it is
0: not the life of Pie, just Pie. Yeah,
1: it's 1998.
0: That's a different film. Ooh, okay.
1: It is uh, uh, directed by Darren Ar- 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 Aronofsky. We've had him before, haven't we? Aronofsky, haven't we?
0: Sounds familiar.
1: Um, maybe we haven't. Maybe I've just heard people talking about it. Oh my Aronofsky. God! He did... Noah. How is it Noah? He anyway. He's he's the guy who did *Wrecking for a Dream*, *Mother*, *Black Swan*. Ah, I see. Yeah. Okay,
0: yeah. Okay, I vibe his stuff. Yep.
1: He did the whale, which is um the new Brendan Fraser film. Oh yeah, film.
0: yeah. The one that everyone's um, fucking chatting off about. Yeah. I
1: wonder if I've seen Noah. I'm not sure. Anyway, that one looks like a weird one. That's probably worth watching just for fun. Um, I really yeah, want. It's to watch Russell Crowe and Jennifer
0: Connelly again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, there you go. I, I, I really want to watch Black Swan. I have been told that there's a lot going on there that's really, really cool. And obviously, yeah. Lakin' for a Dream, I think, is Oh, Black Swan a is
0: the best. I fucking love Black Swan.
1: Don't really have any interest in Mother. I, watched, I read the summary and I was like, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cool.
1: Anyway, so yep. Pi is this film from 98. It is about basically the same thing, like a, a dude who's schizophrenic and some some flavor of mentally ill they don't dive into it very deeply um and he's he is a mathematician and he's finding you know patterns in the numbers he's trying to find a pattern in the stock market is like his thing but it's um it doesn't fuck around like a beautiful mind does it's like right it's like hard in the paint. It's like straight in mm. you you come to him just as he's um Justice is recovering from an episode, and then he's like on his computer, like, put it doing all his maths, and um, wow. and it's, it's not really certain like what is real or what is experiencing. Uh, it gets, it gets pretty gnarly, and it's shot really, really intensely, like. High threshold black and white. So lots of lots of black and lots of white in there. Mm. And um yeah, so just some like fun stuff. It was it's considered to be the film that um that popularized the first popularized the Snorri Cam. It wasn't the first oh, instance of that particular wow. thing, but it was literally like Snorri Cam operating the Snorri brothers. I'm like, oh, those guys. <laughs> 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 um and it's I know got them. The soundtrack, one of the main tracks, is by Massive Attack, which is like awesome. Every time he's like in his like in his zone, in his in his like math mathing zone. It's like mid-90s DB. Like it's fucking awesome. Oh fuck yeah. The That's problem sick. with it compared to a Beautiful Mind is that A Beautiful Mind... It, it, it's sort of... You come out of both these films and you're like, why? Why? What were you trying to yeah. say? What was yeah. the sort of goal with this? And I think with at least A Beautiful Mind, you can at least say, okay, well, it's about the story of this dude, right? Whereas this yep. one is sort of just like a weird esoteric experience. But also, it was fun. So, um, I yeah. I I would... If you were interested in A Beautiful Mind, I would recommend Pi. It's a bit more um, confronting, perhaps. But it mm. was... It was... Pretty cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, yeah, that's very Darren Aronofsky anyway. He's very um self-absorbed in all of his works that he does. So, mm. I mean, well, we'll get to that uh, when we get to Requiem uh, for a Dream, which is, I believe this year, in this year's, it sneaks into this year's bunch. I think it does right at the end. We're going to be pretty cutting it pretty close. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's there. Nice. Cool. All right.
1: And then my second favorite film, yeah, uh-huh. from the year, was No Country for Old Men.
0: oh very mm. good, nice. Which
1: is um, um, and like I said, like the honorable mentions, Cohen Brothers. We might talk about it directly, yeah, Cohen Brothers. It's it's they. I, I always really enjoy their stuff. We I do. think this is one of their less popular ones, I believe. No Country for Old yeah, Men.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, people will lord other. Colin Brothers films as, like, their best ones, unquestionably. Mm.
1: Um, but uh, the main antagonist, who is played by... Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem uh, is just, like, iconic. Just an iconic Exquisite. fucking character. Yeah. And yeah. probably more so iconic... So
0: intimidating.
1: More iconic than he was in James Bond, you know? Yeah, I, I would, which I is would a say, shame.
0: A real shame.
1: Yeah. Um, right no because
0: okay. when you see when you see him in this role it's evident that he has the capacity to to play a character in that sense but mm. he yeah I guess we just got talked a little bit rough in the um screenplay department of Specter I suppose but
1: mm. yeah 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 he it was a it was a I mean he's quite he's still quite good in Spectre. but uh, yeah
0: mm. I think for me the big thing that rings through on on no Country for Old Men is the stillness of the film. Mm. There's there's a lot more silence in No Country for Old Men than in a lot of other Coen Brothers films. And Josh Brolin, Tommy Lee Jones, whole fucking gang, they all really sit in that stillness, which is great. Mm. And that hypes up the tension to a fantastic dizzying high. <laughs> uh, without spoiling anything, there's a scene where Josh Brolin is in a hotel room and... Yeah. My God, that scene like is still like shot for shot, frame for frame in my head. I adore it. It's such a effortlessly directed segment of that film, which is worth the price of admission alone.
1: It has it has this vibe of a three hour film in a two hour film package. It has the benefits of a yeah. three hour film of like really letting stuff breathe. I don't know how they fucking did it. Like, some of these scenes are so slow and so tense, and yet loads of shit still happens. Like, it it's not like... It's not like the slowness of a three-hour film, but we slice off the back hour. It's like both. It's the best of both worlds. It's fucking incredible. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed yeah. it. And um, I have a sneaking suspicion that we're going to be seeing... Because um, there's more Coen Brothers, surely.
0: We got one more Coen Brothers film, I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, really? Only one? Um, yep. Uh, I think. Actually, I'm not sure. It
1: does... It does feel a bit raw that um, this is higher rated than Fargo.
0: Yeah, yeah. Nah, Fargo Fargo definitely deserves to be uh, higher up. Mm. Nope, that's it. That's the only... That's it for Coen oh, Brothers. Oh yeah, Headed I off. thought... I thought... Uh, what's the other one? No, Brother Where Art thou? I thought that was going to be in there, but it doesn't look like it is, so... I was one of their earlier ones. Well, it was Joel Cohen anyway. It's not the both of them. It was Joel Cohen's film. But um, while we're talking about it, I did watch uh, 2008's Burn After Reading, uh, which is uh Cohen Brothers film starring George Clooney, Francis McDormand, Brad Pitt, uh, John Malkovich, and Tilda Swinton. Um, and it is great. It's by no means like one of their most perfect films. Certainly comes under. No Country for Old Men in terms of what it does, but it's still thoroughly fucking entertaining. Like, if this is the bottom of their heap so far from what I've watched, like, it's a testament to what the Coen brothers are capable of as a, as a team, as a filmmaking team. It's so fucking entertaining. And there's... It doesn't... It's very—it's probably the least like impactful of all Cone Brothers' works. Like, it doesn't really—you don't walk away from it going like, "Oh wow, like that really resonated with me." It's just kind of like a shaggy dog story that just kind of spirals, 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 and then ends. Mm. And I really like those. I think that they're great because what you're watching it spiral is half the fun, and then when you do get to the end, you're like, "I'm entertained as fuck." No idea what I'm supposed to take away from it. (laughs) Um, Brad Pitt is superb. Brad Pitt plays probably simultaneously the most Brad Pitt character, but the most un-Brad Pitt character (laughs) I've ever seen him in. So it's definitely worth checking it out for that alone. The reason I watched it was because it was only an hour and a half as well. I just put it on while I was having dinner. And before you know it, I was fucking done. So yeah, definitely worth uh, giving it a squeeze if you've got an hour and a half to spare.
1: What was your uh, what was your second highest film,
0: Douglas? My second highest film of twenty twenty two was Ran. Kira Kurosawa's Ran. I um,
1: suspected Douglas. You did enjoy that yeah, film.
0: I did. I really liked it. It's uh really glad to have popped the Kurosawa cherry, so to speak, on oh, on Ran. Fucking
1: God damn it, dude. I would what? love a supercut of you just saying, like, sexual things in, like, a completely <laughs> non-sexual manner like this. Because you put out smegma at one point. I don't remember oh, what yeah, that smeg- was. No, it
0: was. It was the I, end I mean, of the podcast,
1: not, and I said smegma, yeah. I mean, that's not in, that's not inherently sexual, I guess. But you have to. other Yeah, shit. it was just, yeah, yeah. It was, it was mildly junkie.
0: mischievous, yeah. Um... <laughs> yeah, it was my first Kurosawa film, and I'm glad that it was ran. Is what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say. All right, we, we we rate these episodes as explicit for a reason, Jonathan. You
1: were. You were <laughs> it was the first time you have ever been penetrated by Kurosawa.
0: <laughs> first time my eyeballs had ever. No, um, yeah, it's just great. I love how Kurosawa does weather in this film. I love the story. I love Mifune. Mifune is such a talented fucking actor, and I'm very excited to see him in other Kurosawa works. There's just a lot to take from the screenplay itself, but then when you pull that back and you look at the rest of it and the rest of the package and the fucking cinematography, the production design, how much fucking went into making all of the armor for, like, all the fucking the, the soldiers and stuff? Like... This film fucking pops as far as colour goes. It's mm. so vivid. And, yeah, there's so many shots and angles that ring in my mind. And, obviously, based off a Shakespeare thing, so naturally I'm probably going to like... I have a little bit more of a um, uh, a tendency <laughs> towards it, given yep. that it's... Yeah, exactly, that it's based off of uh, King Lear. And, yeah, it's uh, just a great introduction to Kurosawa... And I'm just in awe of the man. Fundamentally, mm. I just uh, yeah, I'm very very excited to see if this is if this is like, according to IMDb, what one of his lesser works is. Fucking Yujimbo was great. I wouldn't put it up there near Ran, but it was great. Very excited to see what else Kurosawa has in store for us. Hell
1: yeah, um, sweet. Do you have anything
0: to say on Ran or? No, I, I liked
1: it as well. I I think um, I think it was a little slow for me. But, That's fine. Uh, but technically, I was like very impressed by it for sure. So he's okay. Very good. Films written by. If you go to Letterboxed, um, it comes up. He's under Films written by for a fistful of dollars. That's um.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, it's Your Jimbo is inspired by. Um, I know it's inspired. Oh, sorry, fistful it wasn't, of dollars. It was Wait.
1: Written by him. <laughs> Someone's well, getting no, be funny the, on Letterboxd.
0: The outline, the outline of the story is, like, is written by Kurosawa. By... Yeah,
1: yeah. Anyway, that's fine. Um, <laughs> there's... Uh, do we, is Ikaru Whatever. on <laughs> the list?
0: Uh, yes, I believe it is.
1: Okay, cool. So we have, I think, th- probably three more?
0: Yep. Ikaru is actually very close. It's around the corner. We've got Ikaru, so we've got uh, Rashomon... Uh, I think that's it. Seven Samurai, I think. And they're pretty close. The they're like distance. within the next couple of months, so that's exciting. Mm.
1: Rushmore's next, baby.
0: Oh, and Seven Samurai. Yeah. yeah, That'll be the, that'll be the other one. Yeah, exactly. fucking in Letterbox. It's like number nine at the moment. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, people like that movie. People fucking like Seven Samurai. Yeah, to, absolutely.
1: Uh, to to uh, bring up an old uh, bring up an old adage. adage.
2: Absolutely. Like <laughs> that movie.
1: Um, my honorable mentions, Douglas. Lots, yeah. like I said. The Gold Rush is probably... Wait, this is
0: honourable mentions for good films, right? For good films. Yeah. Right.
1: I didn't have that many honourable, yeah. dis- dishonourable yeah, mentions. Yeah, good film. Hmm. That um, is the best of uh, the films by... Or the films um, starring uh, fucking Charlie Chaplin. Um, that we've had, hmm. I think. I think it's my fave so far. Yeah. Um, just like outrageously creative. Just like very, very fun. We watched that um, one together
0: as well, actually. I mean, I watched it once, and then I got to watch it again with you, um, and we ended up watching a different wo- uh, version to the one that I first watched as well, which was actually yeah, really cool.
2: Yeah,
1: um, I really like the Secret in their eyes. I that has the yes, yeah, it scratches the mystery thr- thriller itch that is constantly itching,
0: creeping away <laughs> at the back of Jonathan's <laughs> mind, <laughs> um, uh,
1: and. I think it was one of our few South American films
0: of the year. and Yes, it was, on, which is a shame. Like, would like some more.
1: It's insane. The South American films always... The ones that are in the list you always, had, like, blow my fucking gourd.
0: You had uh, Wild Tales in your honourable mentions for last year as well. Yeah, so, yeah
1: absolutely. Mm. Um, some Like It Hot was just yep. a lot of fun. Um,
2: yeah. Come and, right.
1: see, come and See would never be in my top three because it's too depressing, but... Valid. Uh, very very well written and and um absolute fucking nightmare to have made another tinnitus <laughs> film another tinnitus yeah movie. actually true yeah <laughs> that one was much worse actually <laughs> you i should think put, you um, should put
0: a tag in your letterbox things of like tinnitus film <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um
1: uh yeah uh there will be blood i think the tinnitus bit was only for like you know five minutes or something whereas yeah, come yeah. and see it's like 20-30 minutes It's a extended
0: Yeah <laughs> I was yeah. very
1: much Getting sick of it um, Talking about Kurosawa Yojimbo was in My Honorable Mentions um, mm. I think I enjoyed Yojimbo mm. a, a bit more Fun But that's because It was more like Tightly um, I think it's a more Tightly character driven Maybe it's maybe it's more of Like an enclosed plot um, In and a there's small more, There's area. more like
0: Kind of action And stuff happening to it and Yeah It's a little bit yeah, Like broad Than what Ran is, is going for Yeah
1: Yeah um the thing
0: good Oh time. we had the thing this year. Oh my god.
1: Man. Wow, this a is a f- good year. It was it was, yeah. I was looking at the list, I'm like, oh my god, just like so <laughs> much stuff here was like sick. And um Darling yeah. for murder. Same same thing. Mystery mystery thriller enclosed location type plot. Hitchcock. Hitchcock, baby. Hitchcock's got me finally. He's done it. Um He's- what are you? Did you have honorable mentions?
0: I do. I had uh, All About Eve was a really good one for me. Uh, great character drama. Just so mm-hmm. good. So talented as far as acting goes. Um, Betty Davis, just mm-hmm, bellissimo. Um, yeah. I can't put it in my top three because I just don't feel right about it, but Chinatown. Um, I say it first and foremost, fuck Polanski. But... <laughs> just as far as like our film we were just looking at it as a film and jack nicholson with the fucking nose it's incredible (laughs) and just a noir film like the the amount of influence that chinatown had on noir and just mystery and everything else in between i think yeah you can't help but kind of give it to chinatown a little bit but fuck polanski one more time for the people in the back um, and then I also had Dial-In for Murder as well, as an honorable mention. Um, Hitchcock is great and I'm really excited to see uh, Vertigo and Psycho and um, I think, what is it, uh, Rear Window I think is another one as well. Yeah, uh, I haven't yeah, seen like any Hitchcock before, so yeah. I'm really excited to get some of those more, you know, like Hitchcock staples underneath the belt because I think they will whet your appetite for the the mystery kind of vibe that you're very much hunting for because hitchcock really likes if dial in for murder is any uh frame of reference he really likes weaving that web and then slowly letting you kind of unravel it until you you're like caught in it yeah Mm. yeah it's
1: great Hmm. um yeah good you it was a fucking good good slice for sure like how how much trouble we had building a bottom three and the yeah, amount of fucking honorable mentions, I think everything from the last year is a pretty, pretty comfortable watch. If you just and they're only going to get on.
0: harder from here on out, Jonathan. That's
2: the thing. No, like, I it's think we can be... be
1: horrible and opinionated <laughs> now. I think, I think, I think there's going to be very few that are like technically bad. So we can just be like, nah, fuck this movie. And yeah, the me- exactly. The movie like, it's like a four awkward. instead of a four point five. Like fuck this
0: yeah. piece of shit. Fucking piece of shit. <laughs> ass. Piece yeah, of yeah. Garbage. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Uh, Well, before we jump into our number one, uh, I would like to just play... There's a couple of favourite clips that I compiled from the... We do uh, social media bits over on uh, Instagram, at 250pod, T-W-O-F-I-V-E-O-H-P-O-D. And we do little one minute max segments uh, from the podcast to kind of tease you into what the episode is about, or just something particularly funny that we said during the episode that we wanted to highlight... And there were some good ones that I found from my end of the editing booth. So I'd like to just regale you with some of those now. So please enjoy. Yeah, true. Christian Christian Bale decided early on in the audition process that he didn't want to play Batman straight, but wanted him to play gay as a (laughs) rage-filled monster. (laughs) Figuring... (laughs) It's really, oh, shame how that was worded. Figuring that it might polarise writer and director Christopher Nolan. To his delight, Nolan was thrilled with his off-kilter interpretation.
1: Basically, compared to some of the fucking made by Netflix, made by Amazon, made by fucking Mm. Google Play. The shit that gets churned out. Yeah, yeah. 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 The made by, funded by Bunnings Warehouse fucking movies these days. (laughs) Like... And you compare it to that, and you're like, "This has like so. This is someone with a cool idea, and they managed to squeeze some money out of the Victorian government. And good on them."
0: <laughs> yep. Anyway, I'm, uh, um, I'm checking the email right now, Jonathan. We just lost our brand deal with Bunnings Warehouse, but damn it. Uh, that's we minor we 10. had them on the hook. Minor ten, call us. There. Oh, minor ten. <gasps> <gasps> minor ten. We're open.
2: <laughs> we're open. Off taking baby. calls.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, oh, did you have any closing remarks before we swing off into spoilers? Douglas <laughs> does
1: work my closing remarks.
0: <laughs>
1: I just haven't had a I film cried like that like where four times, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> over
0: the stupidest shit too. Like it's it was it, it always came back to a family thing. Usually, like there was it's about uh, family. Yeah, when May. That's the thing
1: about this movie.
0: Fucking <laughs> <laughs> don't undermine me. It's like Fast and Furious. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's about uh, family. May and Susky driving their uh, Ford Impalas off in uh, different directions <laughs> in a fork <laughs>
2: road. <laughs> it's like, um,
1: you've seen the scene where Carrie Fisher is talking about episode nine. She's like, it's just about family. <laughs> Actually, she might be talking about episode eight. And it's like, is it?
0: <laughs> is it Carrie Fisher? Is it, is it really? She's dead. Is race. <laughs> uh- <laughs> What's buddy? you zip on over to Town. Um, let's get in the, hang on. That's me. I'm I'm putting us in the I'm putting the keys in the ignition and I'm getting uh, getting get in the ute, Jonathan. We're we're driving past the three oh, billboards. Oh, to... I, I'm opening the door. <laughs> yep. Okay. All right.
1: Chick. Oh, I mean I'm seeing I'm getting. Yeah, yeah, that was all the chick was. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm, I got I got my big slurpy straw here. Slurp. Right, be sound I bet it'll give all the satisfaction. Can I Can I have a
0: sip, please? Here you go. Thank you yep, Alright now
1: it's right. time do- What was in that? What the fuck is that? What did you put oh, in this? Oh right. this is horse piss oh, That's oh, the wrong that's one That's the
0: wrong that's slurpy the wrong- Oh I'm gonna throw out the window <laughs> 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 Alright let's drive past these three billboards To fucking spoil it or whatever <laughs> You
1: incited this You incited this This is your editing problem
0: uh, It's your fault <laughs>
1: There's always one or two of these ones, these heavily edited <laughs> bits that we do, which are, I will admit, loads of fun. They're fun to make and they're fun to listen to. But it always just feels like it's your, like, editing, like, real. It's like your resume. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I'm going to submit it to a company or yeah, something yeah, yeah. and be like, uh, so see what I can I, do. Uh- Check it out. Um,
1: it's just is us playing Pospis? the fucking Prices Right theme again.
0: <laughs> oh, my
1: that's God, man.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah, I was, that As was, always- like, right at the top of the year. And I'm very proud of that. I spent
1: a lot of time on it. It was quite good. I wonder, because I've been stumbling over my words more, I wonder if that's a long COVID side effect. I know I was always <laughs> bad, but I feel like I'm worse than normal this year.
0: Just, yeah, like, where... Your brain gets its words from. Mm. No,
1: actually, that said, it's not like me stumbling over words is is rarely or having different, like I'm doing right now, having different like <laughs> angles of uh, approach on a particular subject. Yeah, going. Yeah, it, that's actually me yeah. thinking too fast. So maybe it isn't long COVID. Mm. It's it's it's. it's I think about concept A, and as I am communicating concept A, concept B, C, and D all pop into my head all the time and yeah. start fighting in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so I do flub uh, words though. The flubbing, the flubbing and, is particularly. We were talking about this into
0: the world of Jonathan.
1: <laughs> I think we were, I don't think this ended up in the recording. We were talking about the Douglas and I both fuck shit up. Was this in
0: the? Was this? Oh this no, in the no, no, it wasn't. So yeah, you need to say
1: this. Douglas yeah. and I both fuck shit up words wise but with me it's like I'm like fat tonguing it you know I like
0: <laughs>
1: yeah I get stuck on a word or like mispronounce something <laughs> Douglas just says the wrong word and just plows yeah but I through. lead with
0: confidence I lead, like I say the word like I know what the word is that's my inner actor that's going like yes and motherfucker like you just say it with conviction yes, and
1: smegma <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, with that being said, let's get into our number one worst film of 2022, Jonathan. I think I spoiled was- this,
1: Douglas. I hope you went back and bleeped it when I did spoil it.
0: I think uh, I spoiled it. Uh, my yeah, worst
1: film much. of the year was actually I know what yours is now. Uh, yep. My worst film of the year was Warrior. I yep. did not enjoy. Any of the time spent watching that fucking movie.
0: <laughs> it's just a shittier version of Million Dollar Baby. Like Yeah. Just it's watch like Million Dollar Baby.
1: <laughs> completely un... Unco- I mean it's it's looking at like a different it's about like this sibling rivalry and stuff, but it, mm. it just just didn't really just wasn't convincing. There's just
0: nothing to grab, yeah. No. There's nothing no to go with.
1: Very American mm. movie, which we are yeah. more and more using as an insult. Um, <laughs> um, Sorry, American listeners. Yeah, it's only most of them, so... Um, <laughs> so yeah. We're
0: losing our Australian listenership and gaining more of an American listenership, and then when we lose them, we'll have no one. You've done it, Jonathan. You've split that. You've done
1: or snapped everyone. <laughs> it's, just us. it's just us and the East Europeans, man. Um,
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: The- Me talking
0: about Ingmar Bergman every so often and them going... Yeah. <laughs>
1: Warrior felt like a facsimile of a cool fighting movie. Yeah, It felt like they were trying to hit the same beats and have the same tone, but just failed completely. Because we've had Million Dollar Baby and we've had a couple of others and they were all more fun than this. Like Raging Bull as much as I had issues with that film was more fun than this one. And, I mean, Rocky, obviously. Rocky is probably... I don't think Rocky Timeless. is really trying to bring drama into it so much. Yeah. Um, yep. So, a bit of a different story. But it was... It was... Yeah. I can't believe it, it was as high as it was when there are so many other good fighting films.
0: Amazing films underneath it. And you would think, even though... The film, like, it, it, it being based on a fighting film, you, you'd think the screenplay might be a bit weak, but then, like, maybe the fighting will at least be somewhat interesting and captivating, no. but it's just not. like, it's like some
1: of the worst part of the film.
0: So, the editing is fucking terrible. The cinematography is completely uninspired. There's just... there's It's like there's nothing going on behind the eyes of this film. It's just completely dead brain.
1: 2011, they should have known better. I think 20... like exactly. When did, like... When did, like, Taken come out?
0: 2005? Maybe, excuse me. When did Taken come out? I know, no. do So, the said? thing
1: about Taken is it's one of the first films I remember where they would do fight scenes and they would really hold on them without... Instead of, like, snapping stuff.
2: It was 2008. Taken was 2008. Yeah. 2008.
1: This is, like, they it says a lot. It says a lot that I... Put a Tom Hardy film at the bottom of my list for this year mm, mm. I wanna f- I wanna make out with that guy's Princess Peach lips man he is he is in my top top 10 They're DSLs yeah um J- uh, JSLs Jonathan <laughs> Smoochin Lips <laughs> <laughs> I, I I love Tom Hardy and and it, he just got fucked by this fucking movie yeah. like it's it's embarrassing it's a shame. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> what was your bottom? I think uh, I could probably guess, but...
0: Take a stab in the dark, Jonathan. Why don't you say it it for me? Was it
1: Green Book, Douglas?
0: It's Green Book. Absolutely. It was Fuck Green, Green Book. Book. I've, we've already talked about it, but it just... Yeah. It's... Uh, no film made me so infuriated as mm. Green Book. And I think also because... I watched it when all of the Academy Award buzz and everything was happening, and I watched it like after it won Best Picture because I was like, oh, fuck, i got to see what this film is about. Why is everyone popping off their dick about this film? And then I think I literally got brainwashed into thinking it was a good film because I was like, oh, the Academy thinks it's a good film, so I guess it's probably a good film then. And I watched it, and I was like, yeah, that's a, that a pretty good film. That's got Best Picture. And I just like... In my head, I'd remembered it as like a 3.5, four star film at like bare minimum. I was like, yeah, it's like, it's good. But my God, I was just not expecting how poorly it holds up in an analytical sense. And then when you also take a look at what happens behind the scenes as well, like it just, there's so many missteps, which Mm. is unfortunate for Viggo Mortensen, I think, as well. I don't think we really talked about that too much but i think he he gets dealt a bit of a rough hand and i know he is a good actor i mean the fucking top 10 films in imdb's top 250 films of all time testament to that uh so he is a good actor he has the capacity to to do really good shit so i think he just gets the screenplay is fucking terrible and it should have been done by fucking forelli that's it that's it's the ultimate bottom line and i'm sick of talking about it so let's move on
1: (laughs) yeah well, uh, this is the part of the the show you've all been waiting for. Maybe
0: <laughs>
1: that's right. The end. Where that's the end of the show. <laughs> no. um, our top, our favorite film of the year. Douglas. Yes, this will be good. I, I am film. liking how our actually last year we both got Fargo for the top film.
0: We did. This one will be I, different.
1: I think this one will be different. I, I
0: already know it's different. So.
1: Oh, that was another one of my honorable mentions. But I'll talk about it after this because it's related. Okay. I put Totoro as my favorite film of the year. That was oh, just like yay. such yeah. such. A, I remember the the all encompassing uh, uh, warmth of uh, mm. um, just something that's not a miserable drama, just washing over. Yeah, there. like oh yeah. Thank Christ. Um, mm. it, in a way, definitely an honorable mention was House Moving Castle, and I yeah, think
0: absolutely yeah. I, I think still get that, my dick wet for Housemarine Castle. A lot of people don't yeah. like it, but I still think it's hot.
1: I think it had great visuals and design to it. Like, I, it, I actually put it on my top three list before I took it off, and it probably could actually be on my top three. And the only mm. reason it wasn't was because I didn't want to put two Ghibli films on two there. Two Ghibli's, yeah. Uh, I, I, I... Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't... I got the metaphor that was being done with House Moving Castle. I didn't really care. Um, But the film itself is, like, super, super fun. But My Neighbor Totoro is great bits of animated countryside. Mm. Love me some animated countryside. The dynamic between the characters was just, like, heartwarming. And the sort of... The way they handle a Miyazaki's experience with his mum and and him basically having this happen to him as a as a kid, besides the whole cat bus situation, um, is like a really cool backdrop for it. And mm. then the way that these characters that are actually dealing with this this experience sort of come together despite the hardships and stuff. It's, its wonderful. It's wonderful. And the music's really nice, and the animation is really fun. And um, the sense of wonder and the creativity to like all the sort of magical things going on in there. Yeah, I, I just I I, I fucking love this movie. It was it was great.
0: It's mate. so timeless. Yeah. we just
1: need to sl- we need to slap a Totoro after every remaining drama <laughs> block. <laughs> after we have. yeah, so, like, exactly.
0: <sighs> yeah, it's like uh, we do day. have a I'm like, oh. we, we do have a cut. It's a spa day. We do have a couple more coming up. There's there's a block of like Double Indemnity, like Ikaru to Kill a Mockingbird, and then we get a break. And then it goes, like, Full Metal Jacket, fucking Clockwork Orange, Citizen Kane. That's going to be one where we need a, a palate cleanser. Because those mm. weeks, that's going to be a lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but like, I think we're through the big drama blocks. I think one of the biggest drama blocks. yeah, yeah. It's funny because one of the biggest drama blocks, I think the biggest drama block was this year. And, yeah, pretty sure, um, yeah. For those who aren't, aren't looking at this, Douglas, I refer to this uh, because we can get list.250.com. We also have the website, um, but com has all the color coded genres and that is sort of. Yeah. You can see some very obvious green slabs and they're um, <laughs> our big blocks of dramas. Actually, I think maybe the biggest drama block was last year. It was Stand By Me to Persona. So. Yep. Yeah, it actually yeah. has been shrinking, and it's shrinking more and more, which is sort of basically means there weren't many like sci-fi's and fantasies in the bottom half of the list, and then we're bringing in a lot more sci-fi's and fantasies and actions and superhero
0: yeah. and stuff, and, yeah.
1: co- and a couple of comedies and things like that. Um, mm.
2: Mm.
0: We're getting a yeah. we're going to get a <clears throat> good bit of diversity heading into this next year, but we'll talk about that very shortly. Um, mm.
1: Yeah, what was your favorite? Totoro.
0: Uh, I just quickly no, on yep. Totoro. Yeah. Uh, I think the fact that basically nothing really happens in Todoroi is one of its best assets. The, oh, the it's fact what, it's that all it's all I just, need, Douglas. The fact that it's just two kids and a dad moving into rural Japan and it's two kids who get to hang out with some forest creatures, that's basically it is, like, the best. Like, it's, it's beauty and simplicity. And I cried, like, four or five times for the most dumb fucking reasons. Like... It, it, it was, there would be nothing in particular that would like probably promote an emotional response out of most everyone else, or prompt, sorry. But it always came back to family. Every single time it always came back to those that core fucking value of the film, which is family. And just all of those tiny little details about family life that Miyazaki just gets. He just understands. And his team, obviously. The, the amazing team over at um, Studio Ghibli yeah and the 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 understanding of adolescence as well like um i put in my letterbox review an acorn in tall grass is like a diamond in the rough to a child and goofy goofy Goofy. (laughs) fuck you (laughs) we were we were Hey, shut the fuck! Hey, do you want to plug your Avatar 2 review on here so you can get some more <laughs> likes, you
1: dipshit? No, 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 Douglas, it's at the top. I don't even have to. I don't have to worry.
0: That's <laughs> He's done it. Ah, uh, congratulations, Jonathan! I'm very happy with you. Uh My Avatar 2 review is also at the top with nine likes. So I just thought, you know, I just put that over there for you as well. Yeah, yeah, because uh, this is because
1: you actually try on on uh, on Letterboxd, <laughs> so. Uh,
0: I think it's good to to take the time to write out your thoughts analytically rather than make funny little I I make my own little funny one goofy line bits as well, but then I actually talk about why I liked the film as well.
1: I normally put it if I've got something to say. I normally don't have anything to yeah, say. Sometimes have you, you not do. been yeah, listening most to the, the podcast, time. Douglas?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, sometimes I do. I don't I don't really care that much for the two five O. Um my number one film of twenty twenty two is Come and see.
1: Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Nothing I never want to watch it again. Douglas's movie tastes
0: quite like
1: <laughs> hundreds of civilians burning to death in a barn. That
2: really I never want to watch it again, that's the, the thing, way, the
0: thing. But <laughs> I yeah, yeah. I never want to watch it again. It's the most terrifying, nightmarish, beautiful hellscape I've ever seen, but it's so burned in my fucking brain that I just yeah, I can never watch it again. Um, mm. Because it's just so neatly ingrained, everything about it screenplay, shots, uh, yeah, cinematography, it's it's so absurdly modern and timeless mm. um, in the way that it tells its story, the the pacing, the the characters, it's just so absurd. Um, it falls a little bit at the final hurdle, but I think, that oh the very
1: final hurdle
0: very final I don't know, hurdle I don't
1: know I don't know if we're talking about the same thing there was only one shot from this film that, or well, one like sequence yeah. from this film that yeah, I yeah. didn't like and, yeah. and honestly yeah, yeah. we're
0: talking about the same thing we're talking about the same
1: honestly, thing honestly I just ignored it and it was fine exactly. I was just like yeah. okay cool whatever it, that,
0: that sequence happens but then fucking Lacrimosa plays and you just immediately just like everything stops like Lacrimosa is probably one of my favourite classical pieces ever and hearing it within the context of this film, just fucking shattered me. I was, yeah, like a mm. fucking jelly mass on my couch. And my partner looked over, she was making, she was doing something in the kitchen. She looked over and she was like, the film had finished. The credits were rolling. And I was just sitting there staring blankly at my screen. She was like, you okay? And I was just like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, I, I've i not had a film in recent memory affect me as physically, mentally, or emotionally as Come and See did, and will continue to as I, yeah, just think about this film and ponder on it. Um, I know that I never want to watch it again, though, so.
1: Yeah. Yep. Me too. <laughs> I liked it a lot. I did like it a lot, though. Especially, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's a great it's film It's a very in important hindsight.
0: film. Yeah. Like, after the Very, fact, very like important that. film.
2: mm, mm.
0: Um. Well, that's our top three and our bottom three. Now let's have a look forward to the year ahead, Jonathan. Now, 2023. Yep. Did you have anything that was on the list where you were like, "Oh fuck, I'm looking forward to seeing"? That.
1: Honestly, the list looks fucking sick. Like, yeah, it looks you- so good. <laughs> I know, know what like you're, I
0: know what you're looking at, you motherfucker. You are looking squarely dead on at number 98. You little Don't bitch. <laughs> I didn't even write this on my
1: next year interesting list because it was a, without a, without a, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't obviously. even need to
2: be said. It's just, I, yeah. I yeah. probably
1: need to juggle my letter. I need to be more honest on my letterbox top four because it is comfortably yeah. one of my favorite films of all time. Absolutely. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. So When we, when we get to it, you, you'll be able to juggle
1: it. Hopefully around. it doesn't turn into a Mandy where the episode ends up like being like an hour and a half because I just want to shut the fuck up. Um.
0: <laughs> we won't shut the fuck up. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> pointing spider-man meme uh no the the films <laughs> the interesting films the i mean there's so much yeah. stuff in here that it, that yeah. is like some very films exciting I stuff i have seen but ages ago and i want to watch them again or like films that are just like i mean almost every film on this list is like a well like heat rashomon la well confidential known. yeah monty python up in jones Kill a Mockingbird. It's hit after Ikari. hit after fucking hit. It's honestly. Like almost every film I've at least heard this name before and a lot of them I've actually seen. Um, I'm <clears> keen <throat> to see it Kill a Mockingbird. Like every person in an English-speaking country, I did watch it in high school. And I didn't.
0: So this will be my first swing at Kill mm. a Mockingbird. So I like, have haven't the read the book either. No, Nope. nope.
1: So um, that'll be completely dry. One. I actually mm. have a sneaking suspicion it's, it's going to be one of the less uh interesting films of the year but i am mm. keen to okay. confirm that or not mm. yeah just just because it's it's a, quite a well-known bit it's quite a well-known film and Piece quite of, a well-known book yeah i'm really keen to watch metropolis yes fritz lang we finally get
0: some fritz lang kicking
1: and i believe this film i can't remember if it's considered a cyber like a pre-cyberpunk cyberpunk cyberpunk. but I think it is yeah I think it is I think it's considered like one of the first in that flavour because it it touches on a lot of cyberpunk themes it's a sci-fi it's like a really old sci-fi so I I, the special effects look like crazy um I'm pretty pretty fucking psyched to watch Metropolis yeah
0: that's gonna be a really interesting watch yeah
1: um 2001 Space Odyssey I haven't seen that before um especially with the, the 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 trailer for the new Barbie film I'm like should probably watch 2001 a space odyssey <laughs> um, <laughs> um uh, because for those who aren't aware the trailer for the new barbie film just completely apes the opening of a space odyssey yeah, it's a um, big
0: teaser trailer uh, for barbie and it's yeah just basically one-to-one 2001
1: uh, and and it's pretty hard to not mention susan kane yep obviously Considered by some to be the best film of all time, we mm. will see. Yeah, we
0: will. We will judge We will be the judge we'll of that. Judge we'll of that. Judge.
1: I don't think it's going to be my favorite film of
0: a year. I'll probably no. Fat- it's. Bit, yeah. I, I doubt. I'll. Yeah. I think I'll be fatigued. Even, by even, it. even I, Jonathan, who like is very much into those kinds of films, I'm kind of. I'm like, no, nah, I don't think Susan Cain's going to be all that in a. Uh, uh, and a bag of, of shit. Yeah.
1: And a barrel of fish. Douglas, yep. you and your mixed fucking metaphors. It's not even a mixed metaphor. My most that's...
0: anticipated... Shut the fuck up. My most anticipated <laughs> film setting into 2023 are uh, uh, Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. Um, yep. I... how, many, how many Indies do we have? No, we this have is the... it. We just have Last Crusade. Oh, that's it. Interesting. I don't think we get Raiders. Um, Because... No, because. Oh wait, no, we do get Raiders. Sorry, Raiders is fifty-four. There you go. It's just it's just called Raiders of the Lost Ark. It doesn't have the indie name oh. to it for some reason. But anyway, I only ever watched snippets of the indie movies as a kid, and I never got to watch the whole thing. So I'm very anticipate. I'm very excited to finally jump into the Indiana Jones verse. Um, only Indiana Jones film I saw is uh, Crystal Skulls. <laughs> nice. Uh, I think I'll be interested to see what the the roots of the franchise are. Um, came for a, fo- a few dollars more. Uh, we need to snub uh, Fistful of Dollars <laughs> first and foremost, though, because it's a sequel to Fistful of Dollars. So right. um, we'll we snub that work. and then that will give us the context for uh, a few dollars more. And then Singing in the Rain. Um, I think that's going to be the perfect little spritz of brevity (laughs) and light that you need um, heading into this next year, Jonathan. Uh, That being said, there are quite a lot of little moments of brevity amongst uh, this year. We get like... You're doing it again. Levity. Uh, amongst <laughs> this year, uh, we get we get Amelie, we get Singing in the Rain, we get Toy Story fucking 3, uh, we get Up. Yeah, there's there's going to be lots of moments where we get to kind of just breathe and hang out for a little bit. So that's going to be good.
1: Yeah. Sick. Um, Yeah. Movies. And
0: we're going to break the 100 this year as well. We're going to be in the double digits.
1: Mm. We're going to break the it like end of this halfway year. through the year.
0: Yep. It's, it's that's crazy. fucked up.
1: That's very but- fucked up. Um. yeah I don't have anything to say I already talked about the film that I watched outside of um, oh outside yeah
0: of the- I, uh, I talked about uh, d- wait do you want to outro the podcast while I do this while you do what While oh, I look the at outro, what outro, films the I outro, outro? Yeah. Uh okay we'll do yeah, the yeah.
1: outro okay <laughs> um, oh, yeah, well, uh, do the um, outro
0: we'll do it live
1: <laughs> would you yeah would you believe it? you know what Douglas this is a sad thing this is the first anniversary episode we uh, haven't done in person we normally do Did it together do-
0: did we do 2021s in person? Totally did.
1: Wow. We totally did. Oh, man. Um, That's a bummer. It is a bummer. So, anyway, whatever. Here we are. <laughs> uh, your fault. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, your fault, bitch. Um, someone, <laughs> so, someone's working over Christmas. Um, Absolutely. If you enjoyed this anniversary episode of the podcast, we probably know what's going on. I hope. It's, this could be. I feel like this could be an, a good intro episode. Yeah, if like, someone these was like, like, what are you hot doing episode. with the Especially podcast. if you want to hear yeah. like, a lot of positivity, these are the hot episode to go for. Yeah. But, uh, so, if you are new, we put episodes out every week. Uh, hello.
0: What? Uh, I was just saying hello. Oh. <laughs> if they're new.
1: Oh, right. Yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> we put episodes out every week. Douglas interrupts me constantly every week. Uh, Tuesday midnight Australian is to stand home, which is Monday afternoons <laughs> in America <laughs> Europe and Monday mornings in America. So where can people go if they want more info on the podcast?
0: If you want more info on the podcast, you can go to www.250.com. That's T-W-O-F-I-V-E-O-H.com. On the homepage is, as I think Jonathan said earlier on in the podcast, there's the list of films, the snapshot that we took back in January of 2020 and we'll be using for the remainder of the podcast there. If you want to have a look at the order that we'll be doing uh, this next year in, and you can see all the other films that we've covered as well, there's a link to two links to listen to the podcast both on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, but we're available wherever good podcasts are sold. There's a link to follow us on Instagram, which is 250pod, and you can also uh, you can send us a DM on Instagram. Um, we're very quick to respond on those, but if you want a little bit more profesh, uh, you can also send us an email, mail at 250.com.
1: Yeah, if you're sending us cease and desists, mail at 250.com.
0: <laughs> mail at 250.com. <laughs> um,
1: uh, I've re- this is an old Douglas's... Copy of template from the last year, and I'm uh, Douglas and I both use Letterboxd, which is a tracking and reviewing website that we're great big fans of. My account on Letterboxd is UPA, that is U U U P A H, and Douglas.
0: My account is Ianzo Knight, I E N Z O K N I G H T, Enzo Knight. You can look up UPA, Enzo Knight, or 250 in the Letterboxd search engine, and you will find our respective profiles. We do written reviews of all the films that we talk about here on the 250, as well as anything else that we've watched in our spare time. I watched a lot. I watched Glass Onion twice. Um, I watched Burn After Reading. Uh, I watched Twisted again, which is that uh, amateur musical thing of Aladdin, which I still really want you to watch because it's funny. I think you'll like it. And then I watched Puss in Boots, Puss in Boots 2, The Last Wish in cinema. And I am couldn't be joking. Like I, I literally cannot fucking joke about this you need to go to the cinema and watch it right fucking now like if you're out and about right now you're at home i don't fucking care what you're doing Play out your phone look up your nearest cinema and try and find tickets to *Puss in boots the last wish i promise you you will not fucking regret it it's one of the best animated films of this year if not one of the best animated films of the last five years um it's up there with spider-verse it's dreamwork animations i think hopefully heading into a new golden era which i'm really really fucking excited about it's got like this weird mishmash of like bad guys energy spider-verse energy and old shrek energy as well and i'm really really hoping that if enough money gets pushed at this thing that we will continue to see more and more fantastic animation screenplay and depth like this film so very very last minute but Please, please go and watch Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. That's my Christmas wish. Is, is it leaving, everyone, uh, everyone go and watch Puss in Boots too? Is it leaving cinemas or something? Uh, no, 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 no. It, it came out on Boxing Day, I'm pretty sure. So, oh, okay. still got plenty of time to go and watch it. But I'm just, I just, I just don't, don't miss out on it because it's so good in the cinema as well. It's like, on the big screen, it's so fucking good. Like, yeah, the animation is just monumental. So, yeah. Uh, Go do it. Sick. Don't even fucking think about it.
1: Don't even fucking think about it. Um, Well, uh, your mic clipped,
0: it. and I thought you said dick. <laughs> you said yeah. six, so it's fine. Um, thank you,
1: uh, thank you to this is. Uh, I mean, it's been a good three years. Thank you, Discord, for yeah, uh, clipping off parts of our conversation <laughs> while we're talking to each other. And um, it's I, thank I, you for I've, three
0: years. I think yeah, five or six
1: times Doug, during this episode, Douglas was talking, and it was just his lips flapping, and nothing was being transmitted. So good stuff. Thank you, Discord. Um, good shit. Yeah, happy three years. We're halfway done, which means. I yeah. reckon over halfway. 20- the twenty twenty five. Twenty twenty five that- will be will be it. That sounds weird to say, right? Twenty twenty five. Yeah. Twenty twenty five will probably be done before Christmas. Yep. Yep. Spooky. All right. What? And we'll be at to- a. You know, my Christmas present that I want in 2025 is not to have to do the podcast. <laughs> Nothing would make me happier.
0: Is to sit back, watch the Shawshank Redemption, give it a three and a half stars out of five, and not have yeah. to fucking think about it anymore.
1: Absolutely, I'm very excited.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening. I uh, hope you had a great Christmas. Yeah, thank you so hope
1: much. You had a great yeah, Hanukkah. Hope you mm-hmm. had uh, what Kwanzaa. I don't think is really a thing that happens in Australia. Maybe it does. Probably did, does. Yeah. It probably does. Of course, it does. Very There'd be people, presumptuous of, sort of you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, if you don't have any of those things, I hope you just hung Happy out holidays. and had a great time. I hope you enjoy yeah. the Christmas shutdown. I hope you, uh, mm. h- had enough leave and are still being paid, <laughs> unlike me. And <laughs> I, um, uh, and you know what? I, this year, I really want to thank, uh, yep. La Nina. For making summer not a nightmare. I'm actually having a great True. time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Leninia well, yeah, yeah, yeah. has been
0: quite good. Yeah. All things If, you're, uh, if you live in America,
1: you, number one, you don't understand that. And number two, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> Americans, get fucked. And all right. Well, thank
0: you. Thank you, and everyone. And a happy new year. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Goodbye. Uh, see you next year. This is an all- This is an all- Uh, uh, Eastern Hemisphere (laughs) podcast. We just, like, region block it so American people can't listen to it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Great. (laughs) It's a podcast.
1: Ah, Ah, movies.